0: The only show on the internet that tells it like it is. The only show on the internet that has a meme team. You won't hear what you want. You'll hear what you need. I dare you to watch The Dilly Show Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly. Now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details.
1: And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, Mago Welcome to the Dilly Show. I'm your host, author Brendan Dilly, this is my book right here. Still breathing the wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, support this show by going to Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. That's Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Still the best place if you want to support this broadcast. You like when we get on the road and go travel and do some neat things or we're, uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Or just paying the fucking bills around here. The goddamn internet's like a hundred and some odd dollars a month now. Obscene. Anyway, Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. And I appreciate every single one of you that are subscribers. Uh, They do, from time to time, cancel subscribers when uh, maybe there's an expiration on your debit or credit card. Or just, uh, generally speaking, something happens to your account. So, if you think you're a subscriber, please just head on over there and verify that you are still getting billed. And if you love this show, you can download this show in podcast format. Courtesy of magical producer Trevor. And all you got to do is go to bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. And you can download it as a podcast on all podcast formats. All right. Good morning. Happy Thursday, everybody. I hope you guys had an awesome Valentine's Day. I know I did. It was great. It was great. Hanging out with my lovely wife and uh, we had a nice dinner and stuff. It was great. It was awesome. I'm sure our Valentine's days collectively were better than Fatty Willis's because she, uh, well, I mean, she is getting fucked. <laughs> Literally. Uh, she's in real trouble right now. And uh, it is pretty damn funny. So how are you guys doing? Everybody good? Yeah, how are you guys doing? Yeah, I know. I finally had to go get my beard lined up and my haircut done. I was like, I gotta get this, on. it was getting too long. I was waiting for my barber to get back cause he's out of the country. And ultimately he had told me, he goes, dude, if I don't get back in time, just go see my boss. I'm like, all right. So his boss is like amazing. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I tried to wait for the kid, but I just couldn't do it. So I had to go and get my, uh, yeah, yeah, I had to go get my, my haircut done, whoop, whoop. get it all lined up and all the goodies. So thanks. How are you guys doing? You guys good? Excellent. All right. So, uh, whew, big show for you today. We're going to talk about some Fatty fatty Willis. She's uh, in, in some real trouble right now. Her lover is on the stand, and he's retarded. Also, one of her former employees was on the stand. And I think it was a former, maybe uh college fucking friend or some shit. I don't know. But the bitch completely ruined Fatty Willis's defense. Fatty Willis is in some serious, serious trouble right now, guys. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty great. So, we're going to play some of those clips today. I want to go through them. I have a few. I think the meme team was going to grab me a couple more that are like, you know, the good stuff. <laughs> the juicy stuff. Uh, but I thought it'd be worth playing and we could talk about a little bit. Um, also, got to bring ourselves a, uh, the, the, the Fatty Willis meme back. Which is fantastic, vote rigger, and uh, it's pretty cool. Also, I have a pretty uh, exciting announcement. I will be on with uh, Pastor Doc uh, Daryl Scott today uh, for Real America's Voice. I'm going to go on there. It's pre-recording, so I'm going on. It'll pre-record, and then I think it's going on tonight's show, or maybe later. I don't know. But I'm recording today after this broadcast uh, from three to three fifteen today. I'll be on with. Pastor Daryl Scott, one of the OG Max from way back on the Trump train. We're talking 2015. He was one of the first uh, faith leaders. I think he was the first faith leader to go to uh, Trump Tower in New York City and endorse Donald J. Trump. So, oh, it'll be on SmackDown Saturday night. Thank you, McGalifornia. Mike says it'll be recorded today, and it'll go on um, Saturday. So that's cool. So I'm going to go on there, have some fun with him, chop it up, see what's what. So, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Uh, got a big show for you guys today. I think we're going to en- enjoy it. Um, got some throwback memes, a couple of new memes. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, yeah, a little bit about everything. Um, we'll start with this Fatty Willow stuff, kind of see where it takes us. There was a rally last night in South Carolina. I did not watch it, but I did get the entire speech just before President Trump hit the stage, and I was able to post that onto my X account. So if you guys weren't able to watch either, you could read the full speech there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good show. We'll dig into it. But first, let's take care of our MAGA comers. Everybody loves Licorice Guy candy. Did you know you can be a Licorice Guy too? That's right, Licorice Guy is very excited to offer their Wholesaler Program. Who wouldn't want to sell candy that practically sells itself? Freedom, flexibility, fun, family-friendly opportunity, work part-time earning great income, be part of a great and supportive community, infrastructure and branding in place and ready to go. Fast, easy to get started, be your own boss, you get to pick your own shows and schedule. You decide when and where you want to work. Licorice Guy wants you to be as successful as possible, so this program comes with a lot of support and training. Licorice Guy physically sends someone to your first event to help train you. They will be there to answer questions from you, your team, and your customers. They'll help you set up and sell and show you all the tips and tricks that work. They will also promote your shows on their website and social media. Potential to make great money and experience financial freedom retail sales on one pallet of licorice is just under $10,000 the average licorice guy dealer sells 15 pallets a year and top sellers do over 50 Pallets a year the upfront investment for the licorice guy starter kit gets you the setup as you see here It's everything you need to launch. It includes professional on-site training marketing and support your first pallet of licorice, which is 1440 bags a value of $3,900, custom tent banners, signs, flags, table covers, sample trays, hand-washing station, and more. All of this is covered in your initial investment of $9,500. Experience the joy of entrepreneurship and your path to financial freedom. Contact Licorice Guy today. That's right, licoriceguy.com. You know you want to become a licorice guy. It's the coolest thing ever. Why wouldn't you? And uh, you can today by going to licoriceguy.com. Uh, they are, the, the starter price has risen slightly. So, it is no longer the original price. It's up. It's about $1,500 more now. But uh, you're going to want to check it out. If you want to have a, a additional stream of income, you want to offset some of Biden's economy, some of the inflation. One of the best ways to do that is with your own small business. And this one uh, is going to be your own small business, but with the help of other people, other uh, entrepreneurs, and the company itself. So, i telling you, check it out, licoriceguy.com. Reach out to them. Let them know that you're interested in becoming a licorice guy yourself today. <laughs> 敗 Still get your Dilly show and Dilly meme team swag right now. And uh, this stuff is, uh, it's a popular item as you can imagine. From dirt to shirt or hoodie, it's all American. That's right. American grown cotton turned into an American shirt and hoodie or pullover. Printed right here in the good old US of A and then fulfilled by our friends over at Beard Threads. That's right. Dailyshow.com, get yours today. Hi. How you guys doing? I'm growing out the hair, if you can't tell. I'm growing it out. We're It's still got a ways to go, but we're starting to go. It's starting to go. We'll see. We'll see. Got to go to like another, eh, probably another three, four inches on top. And we're having some fun with it. Having some fun with it. How are you guys doing? Is everybody okay? Hi, Rumble. How are you doing? Hit the thumbs up, please. Smash that thumbs up. All right. So I'm supposed to be talking about, you know, politics and the whatnots. And uh, and I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. I was contemplating other things today, to be honest with you. I was was contemplating life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness no, but uh, it was just thinking about how blessed we've all been, how, how amazing it's been to have this group and this community together, all these uh, wonderful people I get to work with every single day, and like the different unique aspects of it. Like, there's only one of me, and I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm like boring by comparison. So I get to work with all these other people, though, that are like super interesting, whether they can sing or play music or do both, or they can rap or they can do digital stuff or funny stuff or comedic stuff or production stuff or mixes for music and or animations and i don't know i feel very fortunate to uh, wake up every day and get to say hello to everybody in the office which is in our telegram chat but uh yeah it's pretty cool yeah it's a good life man it was a good life and i was been contemplating also some of the amazing people that we've been able to work alongside of uh in, in in proximity to with team trump getting to know many of the senior staff most of the senior staff what kind of uh, men and women we, we deal with uh, from time to time and how blessed that's been. I read an article. It said that uh, the, one of the ways they wanted to form the Trump campaign this time around, they were really committed to this, said that they, they had a no jerks rule. It was a no jerks rule. And it's funny because it's true. They're all awesome people. Every single one of them I've got to know and, and chatted with, they're fantastic. We have, like, nice conversations. They're funny. They're uh, appro- appreciative. Um, and it's fascinating because when you put a group of people that are that humble and that likable together and, and want to be liked by their peers and, and are like, you know, I want to really get along with the team, and it's sort of what we've done with the meme team because we don't tolerate any bullshit either. Right? We don't. We have a no-jerks rule. Right? We don't have any assholes uh, that, you know, I mean, well, we got a bunch of assholes, but they're assholes that all like each other. We don't have anybody on our team that we're like, that guy's got to go. Because I won't tolerate it because it fucks up the energy in the room. It fucks up the vibe. But it was just fascinating to find out that Team Trump had implemented the same exact rule. Like, hey, we don't want any jerks. No jerks rule. And, um, but what happens is when you take great people who want to be better people and you surround them with people like that, what happens is you start to like, cultivate an an atmosphere that starts building upon itself you know like inside of our community we talk about different things we talk about God and and I'll use that as an example we start talking about God you talk about faith we talk about the the practical application of faith the practical application of prayer how to actually start to develop that relationship to where uh, you can actually not just uh, observe the Lord working but actually experience the Lord working through you and around you. And what happens is when you start to have a group of people that dialogue in this fashion, and it might start with a couple of you talking this way, and then the group, it starts to expand, and then the group starts noticing it in their own individual lives. And what it does is it starts to compound. We we start to live a life of expectation of miracles. And, and that's not because we feel like we are entitled, but it's rather we understand that, working towards something and putting out good energy and prayer while also being faithful and committed uh, always yields a positive result. And so it's just kind of an interesting thing. And, and, and it's like this, you get into the habit of winning, you get in the habit of, of uh, loving, you get in the habit of praying, you get in the habit of, uh, you know, feeling more healthy, you get in the, the habit of growing and learning. And this is like a, uh, and and it's, it's one of those things you can do that usually with groups of like three or four people. You know, we got a group of twenty-seven that we've been able to do this with, and we've got a larger group, which is the Dilly Three Hundred, that we've been able to do this with. And watching as Team Trump did the same thing because they're about the same size group as ours. You know, about twenty something strong in the in the that super, you know, original group that started the campaign. And it's it's uh it's been a pretty amazing thing to watch as it manifests in front of us as we witness these things unfold and and we don't say stuff like can you believe this like well yeah i can we we knew this was what was going to happen because we knew what the truth was and we knew if we just chipped away long enough eventually the truth would be set free and it feels like that's what team trump's doing with the president and that's what we're doing as uh you know people who are defending and fighting on his behalf every single day out in the public eye and, and on social media so yeah yeah, it's good stuff. It's just a good. It's a good thing, and I think it uh, it starts to become self fulfilling. And also, you start to recognize that there's this pace that comes with knowing that you're you're among thousands and thousands of other members uh, of of a collective that are that that are seeing the world similarly to you. And and that sometimes that's enough just to know that you're not crazy. You're like, okay, like right now we got probably about four or five thousand people watching this show right now. Now, you might know, it doesn't feel like it, right? Because it's spread out across multiple platforms. But if we were all sitting in an arena together, you'd look around and there was 5,000 people. You'd go, wow, you know, this is a Trump rally. You know, it could be a Trump rally in any, in any state. So when you start looking around, you go, wow, you could feel the, the energy, 5,000 people. And then most of these shows that we do day in and day out end up around twenty five to 30,000 and now you're talking about an NBA arena, and you go, wow, that's a lot of fucking people, but you're spread out across the internet, so you might not feel it as, probably as 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 clearly as you would if you were sitting in a room, right, and that's Monday through Friday every single day, right, it's an army, it's a fucking army, so uh, very proud to be here with you guys, very happy to still be in this fight, um, interested to see what this year is going to bring, I think that we've got a lot of victories that President Trump is racking up already. We've got some things I want to talk about strategically. Some people I want to highlight and give credit to. And uh, a few more things. So, uh, But that being said, its uh, I didn't do Dilly in the Wild yesterday. I said I'd save it for Thursday. I am going to do it right now. Then we're going to jump in on some Fatty Willis stuff. And then we'll do some more uh, some more news and, and updates. And I also got to, I may, I may do like a little prosperity uh, discussion today. We'll see. We'll see if we have time. But uh, right now, let's do our Dilly in the Wild.
2: Dilly in the Wild, Dilly in the Wild, motherfucking now. Dilly in the Wild, Dilly in the Wild, motherfucking now. Dilly in the Wild, Dilly in the Wild, motherfucking now. Dilly in the wild, dilly in the wild, motherfucker, now putting stickers on their cars. Relax your rain, is up
1: and lick my balls That's right, and we get to start with our good friend Bruce Wayne Who was visiting his grandkids over the weekend and enjoyed the Super Bowl with the Littles Looks like he had a hell of a time, he was rocking his dilly gear And uh, yeah man, good for you bud, happy to see you happy Happy to see the grandkids enjoying grandpa and uh, getting to have a nice visit. Very cool. That's just special. Yeah, that's a good one. Cute kids, man. Cute kids. Yeah, he's, looking, he's got his two-week-old granddaughter in that last pick. See that right there in the top corner? Yeah, that's nice. Oh, strawberries. Chocolate-covered straw. I actually hate chocolate-covered strawberries, truth be told. I don't think that chocolate really mixes well with berries. I think it's disgusting. No one get mad. I'll do vanilla with berries all day long. But chocolate with berries is fucking disgusting. That's my opinion. I'm sure the women in this chat are going to disagree wholeheartedly. All the women will go, oh my God, chocolate strawberries is amazing. I hate them. I fucking think they're disgusting. I think chocolate, the only fruit that chocolate goes well with is bananas. But I can't eat bananas because I'm, I'm allergic. Um, but like chocolate banana flavored things are good. But berries in chocolate is disgusting. Yeah, it's not my deal. No, I don't think they mix well. Vanilla goes well with the berries. Uh, I just like being divisive. I like being, I'm just fucking with you guys. There you go. Chocolate and banana. Randy, are you fucking kidding me right now? Everybody knows chocolate-covered bananas is like a thing. Are you are you serious right now, Randy? How can you how can you say that chocolate and banana don't go well together? Those two flavors work perfectly. Chocolate banana cream pie. Are you serious? Oh come on, Randy. Oh God, Randy, just stop, just stop. Chocolate-covered bananas or chocolate banana like a uh, uh, fucking pudding come on randy this is amateur hour no no randy no nope, we're not doing it we'll just cut you off right there ha jokes on you valentine's day is already over i got what i wanted <laughs> fucking berries covered in chocolate all right you know what moving on this will turn into a whole dialogue we're we're about to go full fucking uh, chili with beans Versus weirdos who don't put beans in their chili and call it chili even though then it's not chili It's just like a stew. But anyway, I digress There you go, you big stud lucky loaded up on his beard vet He was time to recop good for you, man drink the shit out of that stuff They they absolutely appreciate their customers just the way we do and they take good care of the dilly show and Our people which is also great. So oh, they had their Valentine's Day. We love you guys (laughs) So happy. There you go. There you go. And some of you, it looks like you were out barbecuing during Valentine's Day, having a good old time. There you go. That's not bad either. That's a good time. Yeah, dude. That's a good time. There you go. There you go. That's nice. That's nice. (laughs) There's your Julie in the Wilds. There you go. All right, so, uh, yeah, how we doing? You good? Mm? Yeah, we're good. So, President Trump is up in New York, and while he's in New York, there's a case going on down in Georgia, Atlanta, with Fatty Willis. Do you guys wanna pop in and check on how Fatty Willis's case is going? Let's start first. I believe this first clip is with the, uh, the woman who's gonna be testifying here that Fatty Willis has not been dating this gentleman just recently, that in fact, they've been dating since 2019, allegedly.
3: If Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade started dating in October of 2019. I don't know if it was October of 2019. Could it possibly be November of 2019? Could it possibly? Okay. And when we spoke, you said it was shortly after the municipal court conference, though, correct? Yes. Okay. So you know that their relationship, their personal relationship, began shortly after this municipal court conference. Yes. And when I say personal, romantic. Is that, Ford. Is, Ford I just want to make sure we don't get in an argument over what personal and romantic is later. When I ask you personal, do you take that to mean romantic? Yes. Fuck it. And do you understand it, that their relationship began in 2019 and continued until the last time you spoke with her? Yes.
1: Fatty's fucked. That's the just the first witness testifying that they've been they've been fucking going at it since way before. This is called an inappropriate uh, relationship, and now Fatty Willis has got herself in a situation where not only was she being inappropriate, but banging some fucking dude. She uh she also is in trouble because they were using funds money to dope. Go on vacations and shit. That's a problem. Let's uh, let's hear it. I got a few clips here. I have no idea what order they're in. But here's the dude. His name is Nathan Wade. And uh, he's the one who's been plowing Fatty Willis. I'm sure she's not the only one. Dude's about to get caught up. I can already tell. Bro's about to get caught up now that he's on TV. They're going to be like, there's going to be... There will be two, three other bitches coming out the woodwork here in a minute to be like, I've been fucking them too. I promise. I promise. You'll see.
4: Let me say this. Let's take the Belize trip, for example, since okay. you started there. That was a birthday gift to me, so I paid nothing for that trip. Zero.
3: Okay. So the, the charges that are on your card, she gave you cash for?
1: Uh-oh. Oh, no. This dude is out here like, I, I didn't pay nothing. She paid for all of that shit. Pimping ain't easy, homie. Here we go. Let's see, we got another clip here. Let's see, we got another clip. Let me see what this one is. For these trips, correct?
4: I use my business credit card for everything.
3: Okay, I, yes. Um, you used it for your kid's tuition? Yes, ma'am. You used it for personal travel with Ms. Wallace? Yes, ma'am. And you have receipts? From those business credit cards that you have to file with your taxes, correct? No, ma'am. No.
4: I, I, I file this statement. I turn over the statement, and whatever is there on the statement, the accountant looks at it, and the accountant says, okay, this is personal, it goes over here, this is business, it goes over here, here are your taxes.
3: So you have those statements. We'll call them statements, instead of receipts. You have those statements, correct?
4: I had the statements, yes, ma'am. Okay.
3: But when you answered the interrogatory under oath, you said you did not have anything to show records of travel I, with Miss Willis
4: I answered the question I had no receipts ma'am
3: you had no receipts but you had statements
4: I ordered the statement yes ma'am
3: you did order the statement okay and um, so so we're just talking the semantics between invoice and statements or receipt I'm sorry I'm going to object your
1: honor <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not a receipt it's a statement oh does it show what you bought yes so it's kind of like a receipt well no it's a statement oh, okay uh oh spaghettios i think you might have a problem here nathan wade
3: all i need um you said in the affidavit that you roughly shared travel though correct yes ma'am okay so this roughly sharing travel you're saying she reimbursed you she did and where did you deposit the money she reimbursed you
4: Oh, was cash. She didn't didn't give me any checks.
3: So she paid you cash for her share of all these vacations?
4: Mr. Schaefer, you'll step out if you do that again. Yes, ma'am.
3: Okay. And so all of the vacations that she took, she paid you cash for? Yes, ma'am. And you purchased all of these vacations on your business credit card, correct?
1: Yes,
4: ma'am.
3: And you included those in deductions on your taxes, correct?
1: No, ma'am. No, you did not. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. She gave me cash. I promise. I have no way of proving she gave me cash. (laughs) You guys are stupid. This is so stupid. Oh, boy. He is so fucking stupid. Jesus, fuck. Wow. So, let's see. So, let's understand this, okay? So, we've got... She's already been caught now lying about when she started dating this guy. She was dating him long before she recommended him as the special counsel. And then we got him using taxpayer money to take her on extravagant vacations. And he's alleging that The taxpayers didn't pay for it, that Fatty paid for it, but she gave him cash. So there's no proof. So we have proof that he used taxpayer money to take them on vacation, but there is no proof that Fatty gave him the money and reimbursed him back. Oh boy, this is totally going well for them. This is going well for them. This is uh, yeah, you're you're not completely and totally fucked. Uh, you're it's definitely going well. You should continue going down this path. Uh, woo. and uh, as was mentioned, and we'll just kind of go to Techno Fog for his uh, summation here. I mean, this is this is essentially what we just stated, but. Just so we have an understanding. Witness Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis started her romantic relationship with Nathan Wade in 2019. This contradicts the filing of Wade and Willis that the relationship began in 2022. False statements to the court. This is getting bad for Willis. Fawny. That's correct, Bronco. Fawny. <laughs> Oh lordy 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 what a tangled web we weave Not a good look at all gonna have a hell of a time with this one Not only could she end up uh, Getting screwed. I mean like really really in trouble here She might get removed the cases all might get dropped and she may end up getting uh, Arrested I mean, that's what you're facing. You're looking at potential charges depending on how deep that money goes. What I tell you guys like a month ago about Fatty Willis? Remember we talked about this? I was like a lot of these black democrats don't understand that the their uh, filthy racist white democrat handlers get them to do the worst parts of the whole thing and then throw them clean under the bus. You guys remember that conversation? I was like trying to explain. I go, dude, Democrats always do this. They, they, these, these racist white Democrats get unsuspecting black Democrats to buy in. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be my right hand down in Atlanta. You're gonna do this thing. We're gonna get Trump. You're gonna do it. You're gonna be a hero. I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna give you this. Here's some money for that. We got you. We got you. Oh, shit. You're in prison. They always do this shit. They've been doing this shit since fucking as long back as I can remember. And it always works. Because all I do is find people that are like um, idealists who are also greedy. And once you find a greedy idealist, you're like, hey, you believe in this? We're going to make you do that shit. You want to get rid of Trump, right? You want to stop Trump? Okay, we're going to get rid of Trump. Here's the plan. I'm going to pay you shitloads of money too. What's amazing is how easy this would have been to stay under the radar. All this dumb bitch would have had to do was purchase her own airfare and hotel stay. It's not even really complicated. She could have literally purchased her own stuff and been like, hey, let's not commingle these funds it could get us caught up. But this tells you how stupid these fucking people are. They're not very bright. I don't know if they're just handing out law degrees these days, but these are not two very smart people. Um, these are dumb motherfuckers. You can tell because they're getting caught up on really, really stupid shit. That's what's probably the most egregious right now is because of the way they've went about elevating people who didn't necessarily earn it they've elevated a bunch of really dumb motherfuckers that don't have like you could have street smarts but if you don't have political or business street smarts you will be fucked seven ways from Sunday and that's what I'm witnessing right now I'm like you guys don't really know how this game is fucking played like you've been playing around you know down in Fulton County just where it had no national coverage. It's Georgia. Fucking, I mean, look, it's pretty goddamn backwards here. I live here. Fucking, it ain't exactly like, you know, fucking genius central. And things are done differently here. Things are slower. Kind of just stays down here. Nothing really, it's, unless it hits the national stage, there's not really any discussion about, oh, what's going on down there in Georgia. So you can operate under the fucking radar illegally and do a bunch of stupid shit. And never draw attention because everyone else is doing the shit. Where they've got a problem is that they did a bunch of stupid shit that in Georgia would be typically under the radar, but you did it while trying to fuck over one of the most powerful and smart motherfuckers on planet Earth, Donald Trump. You didn't think they were going to figure you out? There's some places in this country where you have to watch your back on everything everything all the time california arizona there's certain places where it don't ride like that the south is different y'all get used to fucking retards documenting and, and processing shit so you don't ever get caught up in other states dude they'll fucking nail your ass first time you pull some shit like this first time you pull some shit like this in like arizona they'd have got your ass within six months california probably less And I'm talking specifically about anything where you get cute with financials and or inappropriate misconduct type shit. They're going to catch your ass down in the fucking South. They're like, "Ah, what's going to happen? Ain't going to. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What? I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know her. I don't know her. I fucked her like twice. That's where he's at right now. And the thing is, is him and his dirty bitch are a unified front for about five more minutes. They got five more minutes of unity, and then that shit's going to fall apart. You want to know when it's going to fall apart? When they're offered plea deals separately. All right, here's how it's going to go down, Nathan. You are facing some serious, serious crimes here. You've um, uh, implicated yourself, as well as your fucking, uh, your significant other, in multiple, minim- multiple crimes. So whose idea was this? Whose idea was this, Nathan? I don't know. Hers? I was just doing fucking injury accident law f- shit. I was, I was out here just charging, fighting insurance companies for people slipping on a crack and falling downstairs. So it was her idea. Yep. Fatty. What are you doing? Did you concoct this whole thing? No. Who concocted this? Joe Biden. I went to the White House. They told me what to do. Joe Biden told me that his, Biden administration, I went to Washington, D.C. on this date, that date, and this date. I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I was helping the administration. I thought I was doing the right thing. Who got you to do this stuff? A bunch of white fucking Democrats in D.C. What's funny as hell too is this Nathan Wade. This was—I don't know how to—I don't know how to tell you guys this. Nathan Wade is trying to throw fucking vibes at this this uh, thicky thick white uh, fucking lawyer. I don't know if you know this. Nathan Wade is trying to fuck the white lawyer in the case. I seen it. He's like, I never paid for nothing, man. I didn't pay nothing. That was my birthday. Mm. No, she paid for that shit. I don't get down that way, man. Come on. You can't tell he's throwing, he don't realize like how serious the shit is. He's throwing fucking game at the the fucking, the the fat white lawyer. You couldn't tell? I could tell. He's trying to flirt. He's fucked because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Now his ass is about to be big time. You understand? I could follow this shit. I've seen this fucking movie a million times. Here's what's going to happen. He's been fucking other women behind Fanny's back. You understand me? Let's just start there. He's been fucking other women behind her back. I know that because based on what we know about him, he's a fucking cheater. That's what we know that from his previous divorce. This dude is out here chasing tail 24-7. And then he's sitting in front of this fucking lawyer who's literally getting ready to fucking checkmate his ass. And he's trying to fucking throw game at her. So this dude's got at least two to three other women he's been fucking. And none of them have said a goddamn thing because they didn't realize he was going to end up semi-famous until today. Now his ass is going to be on the fucking evening news. And those fucking women he's been fucking around with are going to tell Fannie Willis they're going to be on TikTok talking shit. One of them will probably be pregnant. They're going to be talking mad shit and he's going to get caught up. And that's when this is going to fucking blow wide open. I promise. I've seen this fucking I've seen this movie just like I told you. I told you over a month ago this is what was going to happen. I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh, Fanny, uh-oh, Nathan. The white Democrats are throwing you to the wolves. You're fucked. I warned everybody in advance. I go, dude, if you are a minority Democrat, don't trust whitey Democrats. Them fucking liberals are the most racist pieces of shit on planet Earth. You're the fall guy. You're the bad guy. They got you jumping on the shit. They're like, yeah, here you go. I'm just telling you. I know how this all plays out. I've seen this too many times. And and I know because if he was a professional up there being all straightforward, no ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely not. No, ma'am. That's not what he was doing. If they would have let him light a cigarette, he would have been like fucking light up a cigarette. Psh, nah. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, nah, son. That's not how we get down around here. Nah, she paid for my shit. That was my birthday. She brought her friend too. It was fun. Like. I, you could tell he doesn't, one, he's not taking that seriously, and two, he's trying to get some new pussy. I could tell. He was throwing fucking game at the the, the, the fucking uh, overweight white girl who was a lawyer. So, this dude's screwed, and so is Fannie Willis, but he's mostly screwed because his demons are about to come out, and he don't know it yet. He's going to get home and be like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't me. I think it was you. And I think you're probably the last thing you wanted to be was super famous, buddy. Yep, this is bad. This is all bad for you, Nathan Wade. There's a conversation being had right now because you just implicated. Should have just pled the fifth, bud. Whew. What? She was a little bit thick. Hold on, wasn't she a kind of a chubby white girl? I'm not mistaken, am I? I don't want to mischaracterize. This woman, if she was not, in fact, a chubby white girl. But I think she was a chubby white girl playing lawyer. Hold on. Did I get it wrong? Nah, no, she kinda thick. Look. Hold on. Let's bring it back. Can we where's the one where she's he's throwing game at her? I deleted the clip. Hold on, let me grab it. I feel like I kinda had it right. Let me see. Is it this one? Here, let's watch. Watch. Just watch him one more time here. You see, he's throwing game.
3: for these trips, correct
4: i use my business credit card for everything
3: okay I, yes. I'm games. um you use it for your kids tuition i'm a professional yes ma'am use it for personal travel with miss Wellis. yes ma'am and you have receipts from those business credit cards that you have to file with your taxes correct no ma'am no
4: i i, I file this statement i turn over the statement and whatever is there on the statement the accountant looks at it and the accountant says okay this is personal it goes over here this is business it goes over here here are your taxes.
3: So you have those statements. We'll He's so proud of himself. Receipts. You have those statements, correct?
4: I had the statements, yes, ma'am. Okay.
3: But when you answered the interrogatory under oath, you said you did not have anything to show the records of I, travel with Miss Willis.
4: I answered the question. I had no receipts, ma'am.
3: You had no receipts, but you had
4: statements. You throwing game. I ordered the statement, yes, ma'am. You did order the statement? I did. Okay.
3: And um, so, so we're just talking the semantics between invoice and statements or receipt. I'm sorry. I'm
1: object, Your Honor. Yeah, he's throwing game. I I thought that clip was going to have the uh, the lawyer in it, but it didn't. I apologize. But nonetheless, he's throwing game. Maybe I got a different angle. Is this one? Oh, here's a different angle. Here we go. Here, this is a little short one. This has got her sauntering across the courtroom. That's when Nathan Wade decided to smile and answer every question. All I needed.
3: Um, you said in the affidavit that you roughly shared travel, though, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, this roughly sharing travel, you're saying she reimbursed you? She did. And where did you oh, get the money she reimbursed you?
4: Oh, it was cash. She didn't, she didn't give me any check. It was cash. She
3: gave me cash. So she paid you cash for her share of all these vacations. People
4: we'll always do that, two, to $3, do that with 2000 $3,000 yes, trips. Ma'am.
3: Okay. And so, all of the vacations that she took, she paid you cash for.
1: Yes,
4: man
3: <laughs> And you purchased
1: all of these... Vac- how different are those clips to you guys now? You guys, you see, I, this is the shit I catch every time. I'm like, oh, he wants to fuck. I caught it right away. I was like, oh, bold strategy there, Nathan Wade. You're like, nah, 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 nah. Come here, shoddy. Let me tell you how this is going down. Nah. Nah, it's all good, man. She's cool. She's cool. I used to fuck with her. Not really so much no more. Not since all this started happening. Brought all that heat to my life. I don't need this shit. I don't need this shit. Told you. Every answer's is like, nah. It's, yeah, nah, girl. Mm, no. No. Maybe, I don't know. Licking his lips and shit. Come on, man. <laughs> Every just like, this is awkward. This is fucking awkward. He's like, I don't know. Why don't you ask her? Why don't you ask my ex? oh dude he couldn't help himself he was like ah what i do don't do it nathan don't do it just stay professional can't do it oops (laughs) yeah he's not very professional (laughs) He's, he's like look Uh, why don't we talk about that over dinner tonight? You're buying. (laughs) I don't want to get any more trouble, girl. I can't use my money. Oh, I'm telling you. You can tell. You can tell he was throwing game. What's going to be funny as shit is when fucking Fanny sees that shit. She's going to be mad? She's going to be mad as fuck. Oh, you just... That's how this is going to go? Huh? You want to go fuck the prosecutor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoopsie. What's funny too is watching these people all behave like this is only a local story. I'm sorry, but watching them behave like this is just a local story is also hilarious. Bunch of fucking amateurs. Oh, God. Anyway, that's what's going on with Fannie Willis. I don't think it's going to go well. Hey, you guys want to see something funny? Um, it's very short, and I don't have a lot to like to say about it, other than... Did you guys know that Maxine Waters is 85 years old, still alive, and still talking shit? Watch this dude, this is fucking funny.
0: President Biden is absolutely it. Trump is the one who is crazy. I think he's the one who's a liar. He's the one who has proven, uh, that he cannot be trusted. President Biden is absolutely uh-huh. fit. Trump is the one who is crazy. I think he's the one who's a liar. President Biden is absolutely fit. Trump is the one who is crazy. I think he's the one who's a liar. Her. He's the one who has proven uh, that he cannot be trusted.
1: Um, so as I mentioned, Maxine Waters is 85 years old. Her hair is about a year and a half old. So that wig is only a eh, summer of 23. So a little over, no, 22 rather. Yeah, about a little over 18 months old. So that's a, about an 18 month. It's like a toddler wig at this point. She is uh, 85 years young, sharp as as a marble and uh she's doing just great job. Uh she's also known as K Charlamps in case you haven't seen her feet. So K Charlamps is uh yeah, there you go. Yeah, Maxine Maxine Waters everybody. Maxine Waters k charlamps by the way k charlamps is referring to her hammer toes she has the worst feet in congress not sure how you guys feel about that i know phantom is really disappointed to hear about her bad feet but it's true it's fucking horrendous absolutely disgusting worst feet in all of congress horrible it's not even close horrible feet horrible feet Seriously, looks like she's been smushing grapes all day. Yeah, hammer feet. Shit's all gnarled up. She doesn't live in her district? Dude, she, fuck, no shit. Nobody does. None of these people live in their fucking district. Anyway, she's on her way out. I don't know if you caught it either. I couldn't freeze frame it. In that clip, you can tell she's already had a stroke. I'm not sure how many vaxes she's had... But you can tell in the clip, if I could freeze frame it, let me see. I'll show you guys, her eyes are different sizes. You kind of get, look, all right, oh, hold on. Oh, that's the stroke face right there, bam, bam. Are you guys ready? Watch this, Dilly notices everything. I'm gonna loop the shit so you can see it. You ready? She already been stroking out, bro. Watch this.
2: Back it up. Absolutely. 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 You see the stroke? Absolutely. Absolutely. Look at the left side of her face and the right side of her face. Absolutely. 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 I can't tell it. Absolutely. 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 Absolutely, 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 absolutely. It absolutely. It absolutely. It absolutely. It
1: absolutely. Told you. You See? She's like working hard to keep that shit open. He apple woo. He's he's all healthy, healthy man. I know. I always catch that shit. I catch all that stuff. I told you, that's my gift, man. I notice fucking anything. I'm like, wait, 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 what was that? What was that? What was the thing right there? Wait, hold up. And then they're all, what? I don't know what you're talking about. I feel great. I'm like, nah, you seem a little strokish. Strokish. Little little fucking. Yeah, I always catch it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Oh, Phantom. Phantom, you know what's funny about... Uh, here's the difference. She's going to eventually go... The f- He's saying he wants to see her like Feinstein in the final days. But you got to remember, Maxine Waters is black. So in her final days, she's going to look like one of them dried up pieces of shit on your front lawn. You understand? Like, what was scary about Feinstein is she was so white, she was damn near translucent. You could see her veins and shit. Her tiny little black heart barely pumping. Remember, you could see it. Her shit, fucking weak-ass fucking artery. It was like, meep, right? That was Feinstein. But Maxine is fucking, she's very black. She's going to look, all the when all the uh, moisture leaves her body, she's just going to look like a dried-out piece of shit in the summer sun. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm telling you. You won't even have to put her face onto a turd, Phantom. You know how you normally put the faces on the shit? You won't have to do that with her. You just be like, there you go. It'll just be her all withered up and. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Anyways, we got more show after this break. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: Naturals believes in simple, holistic skincare. Our products harness the incredible benefits of grass-fed tallow, a natural, time-honored ingredient that has been trusted for generations. Just Lolo body butter is our flagship product, which was created to help deal with our own family's dry skin conditions after serving in desert storm. Experience the finest quality skincare while supporting an America First small business.
1: That's right. That is K-Leave.com. They, uh, this is an incredible company. You can go back to the basics and say goodbye to the harsh chemicals and synthetic ingredients. Our tallow-based products are carefully formulated to provide your skin with the nourishment it craves without any harmful additives. Shop now at K-Leave.com. Discover the K-Leave difference. Use promo code DillyDilly Dilly for 10% off all non-sale items. K centrals Bundle is a great way to get introduced to the brand. Next up is Sea of Mud. Yes, I am wearing one of their shirts today. I really like this shirt. It's very comfortable. It's very soft, very American. See, look, look, see? Oh, yeah. that's a, This is a Sea of Mud shirt. I like this one. I think it has stuff on the back, but I'm not turning around. Anyway, SeaOfMud.com. Let me tell you a little about this company. Uh, it's based on the proud history and spirit of Texas. And Sea of Mud is your one stop shop for American culture. Our threads make a statement as bold as the American spirit. Firefighter owned and operated. American made with locally sourced manufacturing. Sea of Mud apparel started in Texas and stands with Texas. The invasion of our southern border cannot stand. Get yourself some seaofmud.com. Promo code Dilly will get you 10% off. That's promo code Dilly for 10% off. They've got something for everyone. Men, women, doesn't matter. Check them out. Seaofmud.com. Without any further ado, Randy's booty. Let's get ready to
2: run The best is yet to come I'm living in a swamp down in O.D.C. with bubbles all the time like a giant cob in a soda It's O.D.A. Soda I saw a mystic being sitting on a log. I asked him his name and in a booming voice he said, MAGA, M-A-G-A, MAGA, MAGA. and the dams are destroyed on oh, my MAGA ma 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 MAGA ma Mega.
3: Mr.
5: President, how'd it go? So instead of being in South Carolina and other states Campaigning, I'm stuck here. It's an election interference case. Uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it in this country. It's a disgrace. It's a disgraceful situation, actually. And uh, we'll just have to figure it out. I'll be here during the day and I'll be campaigning during the night. Uh, Biden should be doing the same thing, but he'll be sleeping. This is all from the DOJ. This all comes out of Washington. They're coordinated with the District Attorney and the AG. The Case Tomorrow, which is a rigged deal, is uh, all coordinated with the uh, District Attorney, and it's coordinated with the Attorney General of New York, Letitia Jane. who ought to be ashamed of herself. She's campaigned for years of trying to get Trump without knowing anything about me. It's all a rigged — it's a rigged state. It's a rigged city. It's a shame. They ought to, what they ought to do is go out and take care of the violent crime and the migrant crime that's destroying people and killing people. Not a case that everybody says, you take a look at the legal documents and the legal scholars writing about this. They say there's no crime. This is no crime. But outside, right outside their courthouse, this courthouse, people are being murdered. So it's a very unfair situation. They want to keep me nice and busy so I can't campaign so hard. But maybe we won't have to campaign so hard, because the other side is incompetent. The other side's done a horrible job running this country. They've done a horrible job at the border. You take a look at New York, with the hundreds of thousands of people pouring in from other countries all over the world. You just take a look at what's happening. And I'm going to have to sit here for months on a trial. I think it's ridiculous. It's unfair. A trial that legal scholars say there's no crime. They say there's no crime. Now, somebody asked a question about NATO before. All I can say is this. NATO countries have to pay up. They have to pay their bills. The United States is in for $200 billion, and they're in for $25 billion. The economy, as you know, their economy, when you add them up, add up the countries uh, that make up NATO, it's about the same size as our economy. So we're in for 200000000000 billion, they're in for $25 billion, and it's much more important to them because we have an ocean in between. It's a much more, much different thing. So the NATO countries have to pay up. They're not paying up, they're not paying what they should, and they laugh at the stupidity of the United States of America, where we have a guy that gives $60 billion every time somebody comes and asks for it. We shouldn't be doing that. They're laughing at us. They think we're the stupid country because of our leadership. But as far as this is concerned, it's election interference by Biden because it's the only way he can think to get elected because he's accomplished nothing. But I'm honored to sit here. I'm honored to sit here day after day after day on something that everybody says the greatest legal scholars say, it's not even a crime. Thank you very much.
3: Report,
5: sir. I'll do it in the evening, are you coming back tomorrow for the verdict? Oh.
1: you go president trump in new york today pissed off and rightfully so because it's a scam the whole thing's a scam and uh he's wasting his time up there instead of being out on the campaign trail fortunately for you and me he was out on the campaign trail last night he'll be out there on saturday and maybe he doesn't have to campaign so much maybe he has the dilly meme team maybe that's why he's like ah, i could campaign or i could just keep Sending them out there to kick ass and take names. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's doing well. He's doing very well. Hold on, I think there was more. Uh, oh, that's hold on. I gotta move some stuff. Hold, please. I have more, I have more clips. I don't know what that is. I'll put it up here though. That's a Phantom Shadow meme. Oh, Maxine Waters, how are you doing today? You totally didn't have a stroke. You're doing great, I'm sure. Absolutely,
2: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you're totally stroked out, lady. Nice wig.
0: Well, it is a nice wig. You couldn't afford this, you poor.
1: Um. All right, hold on. All right, I was supposed to talk about this, but I don't know what it is. Hey, I don't know what this is. You guys wanted me to talk about this yesterday. Apparently, fucking Dana White walked out on a on a podcast or something but I don't understand it my meme team was like oh dude you gotta talk about this bro like I don't get it I'll play the clip I don't know what the fuck significance it has looks like he was just like yeah Howie Mandel's a twink I'm out of here Dana White, you are an amazing guy. You are I can't thank you enough for being here. Uh, you and Ginger seem to be getting along. Um, you are not only an amazing businessman, you are an inspiration. You are a philosopher. The way you do business, the way you uh, conduct your business and your friendships and media is, uh, I'm, I'm jealous. And, but Dana, I can't thank you enough for being here.
4: Thank you. For all the kind words, I appreciate it. I, I am so fucking tired of doing podcasts. It's, I, I'm literally done with them. I'm not doing any more podcasts.
1: I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, how he's a fucking twink. I, I mean, I don't, wouldn't agree to do it in the first place. But I, I don't get the whole... I don't get... I don't understand what I just saw. What... You know what? I'm so fucking done doing podcasts. I'm just fucking done. All right. (laughs) Hi. uh... See, it's not that big of a deal.
2: It's not even that big of a deal. (laughs) You
1: guys should have seen Randy's face when I walked in the kitchen. Because there's like a 30-second delay. So she didn't know what happened. (laughs) Randy was like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) What? Dana White did it. I could fucking do it. I went and got a, uh, I went and got a drink. (laughs) She was so, she was so confused when I walked in the kitchen and I opened the fridge because I could hear myself saying, you know what, I'm fucking done doing podcasts and and there was a delay. So then she's looking at her screen and she looks up and she's like, what the (laughs) fuck? Anyway. Apparently Dana White was just like I've kind of had enough And I don't care I think I'll just I'll just do this I don't know Phantom made a meme for it though Which is great Anytime we get anything from him It's always It's always gonna be fun
4: I am so Fucking tired Of doing podcasts It's I'm literally done with them I'm not doing any more podcasts
2: Hello darkness My old friend I've come to talk with you again. <laughs>
1: um, here's the thing. I think most podcasts are done in a really fucking gay ass way. So I like get it. You can see it coming. You could see... I could see it coming. Like, I think podcasts still have a replaced radio for the most part, which makes it that much funnier that some 90 fucking six-year-old Nazi by the name of George Soros is like, ha, 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 I bought all the radio stations. And whoever sold him that shit was like, you're going to pay how much? And he's like, a billion dollars. They're like, okay totally old man i wish some i can't wait for george soros to buy my old cd player for like a billion dollars i've now got the technology to destroy the world it's like yeah good job george you just fucking tracked down and uh you somehow now you have exclusive rights to the 87 and older crowd fuck how will we overcome is that like is that a thing Maybe this should be a new business. I'm not saying I want to scam people, but maybe we should just start like marketing stupid shit that's worth almost nothing to rich fucking megalomaniacs uh, for for obscene prices. Hey, Phantom, let's do this. This is our new con, man. Here's what we're gonna do. I want you to start coming up with some ideas. You know, just some tech that's from like, eh, like nothing newer than like 1997. You and Trev, okay? I just need you to find a really, really, like, clean version of that tech, whatever it is. Maybe a nice, maybe a CD Walkman kind of situation. And then we'll, like, sell it to, like, mega-rich fucking Nazis. Like, hey, man, this is only one of its kind. They're like, I've never seen one. Like, yeah. It's like a million dollars. They're like, oh, fuck, okay. (laughs) It's just, just, that's how I felt when I saw, it's like, fucking, are you kidding me, George Soros? George Soros has bought the final and last fucking stagecoach manufacturing facility. (laughs) I mean, are you serious? I felt like this with my wife. My fucking wife did this. You guys want a story real quick? Jesus Christ, Randy. One time when we first moved into this house, I'm particular about furniture, okay? Like I would rather buy no furniture than buy shit furniture, right? I'm very particular. I got rid of all the cheap stuff, so I'm particular. So Randy's like, she's like, one of our extra bedrooms. It's our guest bedroom. I need a bookshelf. I'm like, okay, I'm keeping an eye out. I want a nice bookshelf, right? I want a good bookshelf. So Randy's like, okay, well, you know, she's getting impatient. And I say to her, honey, I'll get the fucking bookshelf, but I'm not just throwing some hodgepodge shit in there. So about four months goes by and Randy's like gets impatient and fu- she Randy's the fuck out of this thing and she knows what that means. So she's like, I found some bookshelves and I'm like, you found some bookshelves. She's like, yeah, it's two of them. They're really nice. They're like $120. I'm like $120 for a nice bookshelf, right? Cause you say $120 for a nice bookshelf, and I, can, I got bad news for you, champ. You just bought a fucking piece of shit particle board bookshelf. No, it's nice. It's nice. The guy says they're nice. This fucking, this woman, then she's got a problem. She can't go get the bookshelves because she don't own the shit to get a bookshelf. All right, listen this. So this is what she does. So these fucking just absolute, I'm not going to tell you about the bookshelves yet. She buys these fucking bookshelves, but the guy is like 35 minutes away. So it's not even close, okay? So she's pay, she's buying two for $125. They're not close, okay? And she doesn't have a truck. So this fucking woman goes, and I'm busy working. So she's like, this is what happens when Randy takes initiative. She's like, I'll sell it myself. And I'm like, oh, will you? So she fucking goes and rents a Home Depot truck with my money. So there's another fucking 50 bucks or whatever. Plus, you got to put the gas in the motherfucker. Randy drives this piece of shit Home Depot truck all the way to fucking Canton, which is like 40 minutes from me. And she gets there, and they're pieces of shit. And she knows they're pieces of shit. But it's a fucking woman, and she feels awkward. Like, I'll, show, I'll drive to your house six hours, and if you sell me pieces of shit, I'm like, that's a piece of shit. I'm leaving with nothing. Fuck you. What else do you have that's for sale? Because I'm not buying that. Not my wife. Oh, these are them. They look nice. Yeah, they're fine. I think they'll fit. Uh, Okay, here you go. She buys these pieces of shit. I would have gave the motherfuckers away. This guy's laughing. Like, this bitch just paid $125. They they were the fucking kind of bookshelves that have built-in lights and, like, built-in CD racks for like, like these things were $125 in 1998 when he bought them, okay, and it's complete shit particle board, okay, I'm talking shit, this ain't fucking wood, it's sawdust and glue painted fucking wood color, and she brings them back, dude, and they're heavy as fuck, it's fucking hot outside, and they're heavy as fuck in their hot outside in the back of the goddamn U-Haul and I'm finally done working, she pulls up, I'm like, what the fuck is that, she's like, it's the new bookshelves, I'm like, those are pieces of shit, no, they're not, I'm like, those are pieces of shit, they're nice, they're nice, I'm like, how are you getting them in the house, she's like, can he get them, I'm like, they're heavy as fuck, I'm by myself, so I'm fucking scraping my arms, you know how that particle board is, it's all fucking sharp as shit, scraping my arms, I'm on a, my driveways like this fucking she backed in. So these motherfuckers keep sliding back down into the truck. I'm trying to pull them out. I'm cursing her. She's like, you're an asshole. This isn't my fault. I'm not going to help you. She threatened to not help me bring her fucking trash fucking bookshelves in the house. She's like, I'm not going to help you if you're going to be this way. I'm like, I'll literally return the Home Depot truck with your fucking bookshelves in it. Oh, so pissed. So fucking pissed. So I humped these motherfuckers into the house finally. Scraped the shit out of myself. They're the ugliest fucking thing in my whole goddamn house. i They're the ugliest fucking thing we own. It, it is... I, I was like, I don't want these. I'm going to turn them into firewood if I'm still stuck in this shit hole next year. If I'm still fucking stuck here in the winter next year, I'm taking those bookshelves in the backyard and fucking cutting them down. And we're going to burn them. Because they're ugly as fuck and it's the only piece of shit furniture i own in my whole fucking house and i'm still i haven't forgiven her for this yet because i cut i cut myself and the thing is between the truck the money she paid the guy and the fuel costs she spent over 300 dollars on these fucking things dude 300 dollars. i'm like what what do you every time i go in that ma- that extra bedroom i'm reminded of what happens when my wife problem solves and she goes, she, Randy, when she gets mad, she goes, you're just the control freak. I'm like, no, no. I just don't want 30-year-old fucking furniture that's 400 pounds and isn't worth the fucking cost of driving to pick it up. You're just trying to be a control freak. No, 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 no. Maybe it's not about me controlling you. Maybe it's about being scared as fuck at the decisions you make on your own. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's not me wanting to control something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's me just being like, oh, God, no. Who knows what she'll fucking do on her own? Yeah, it's true. She knows it, too. Even Randy knows it, 100%. All she had to do, all she had to fucking do was wait, and I was going to get her some beautiful fucking hand-carved oak bookshelves that would have made that extra bedroom look fucking incredible. It would have looked incredible. Now, I can't buy the nice bookshelves because I got these ugly pieces of shit. Yeah. Fucking, anyway, that's my story for Randy. You guys have no idea. She's so impatient, but then she makes just, what I like about my wife is she won't make one bad decision. She'll compound it. She'll turn one bad decision into seven like this. I've never seen anybody do it that quick. It's just like, you know what? I'm going to get it myself. I don't own a truck. I'm going to rent a, I'm going to rent a Home Depot truck. I'm not going to find a local person selling shitty bookshelves from 1997 no no i'm gonna drive an hour one way i'm gonna drive an hour one way in a rented truck when gas is at an all-time fucking high and i'm gonna get home and i'm gonna yell at brendan to unload my new shit could unload them you know what i should have fucking done i should have just lit a match and thrown them in the back of that fucking truck just right in the back of that truck just there you go there's your fucking bookshelves honey i could have just lit 300 dollars on fire in front of her it would have been cheaper oh it's the worst dude oh it's the worst oh you asked nicely you asked nicely because it was 104 with a fucking 150 degree humidity 150 percent humidity and then you were like I cut myself, I couldn't get him out. And you were just like, if you're gonna be an asshole, you could do it alone. I'm like, you think I'll do this by myself? I'm like, you used your driver's license to rent this fucking truck. I'll literally un un un-fucking do the e-brake and now you'll owe a truck and a fucking bookshelves. Oh, it's terrible, terrible. Hey, don't, don't give her fucking credit for backing the U-Haul in. It was a six foot U-Haul. Devil dog, shut the fuck up. Don't you dare give her credit. It was a fucking U-Haul that's smaller than her SUV. Are you shitting me? I got to look down here. You guys are like, well, you did a nice job backing it in. This is the kind of encouragement that empowers her to do more of this stupid shit. She didn't fucking accomplish anything. That fucking truck is smaller than her SUV. It was like a goddamn economy-sized truck. It was ridiculous. I've seen bigger trucks in fucking East LA, those little Toyota ones. You know what I'm talking about? The Vatos drive around in? Oh, it's fucking, she's over, she was happily taking credit for that, by the way. You see what she does? She's like, thank you, I did back it in by myself. Fucking pat, pat, pat. It was so hard, pat, pat. Are you kidding me? Oh, give me a, give me a fucking break. Ah, oh, ah, oh, come on. Jesus. That's not even a real truck. It's like this little bitch ass truck. Oh, I can't. I can't with you fucking people right now. I can't. I'm gonna have to play a fucking feel good meme. I gotta get my head back because you guys got me upset right now. Trump, Trump fixed my attitude.
3: Jobs report of a full month of the Trump presidency showed the economy added 235,000 jobs in February. The unemployment rate dropped down to 4.7% more jobs available than people available to fill them.
1: Never seen that before. See that from the Atlanta Fed? They're predicting 4.8% growth for the economy. That's huge. If you've watched this program, you'll know we have a generational low for unemployment, an all-time low for African-American unemployment. That's
3: historic. Breaking news. The US economy added 304,000 jobs last month. That was way ahead of expectations. And it was despite a record-breaking government shutdown.
1: go that's magical trevor that's one of my favorites yes you gave me a different one trev but i didn't do any pre-production today and i don't know what the fuck anything is so i just pick something and i hit go that's how it works if i (laughs) if i sit down and with the adequate time then i'm like oh this is this meme i had no idea i just pick some shit i'm like oh that's a meme i like i'll play that right now that's how it works I'm not making any sandwiches. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to ban half my chat right now. No, I have your other throwback, Trev. I play what I want. I play what I want around here and what I can identify. (laughs) I didn't know what that was. I'm like, here you go. I got a bunch of throwback. I think this is a throwback meme too. I'm not going to play it yet, but I think I have another. I have a bunch of fucking memes in here. I just got a bunch. That's what I do. Yes, we do. Yeah, D-Live is out here simping for my wife. You bunch of fucking cucks. What is wrong with you? Like, Red is so great. It's so funny how she does a thing. R- Rumble doesn't tolerate that shit. I'm looking at Rumble. They're, they are completely anti that behavior. Wait a minute. What the fuck? Oh, God. My whole audience. Jesus, the culture of simping is so disgusting. Okay, you know what? I'm done. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I see you guys down there. Ah. All right. Who wants to talk about something disgusting? (laughs) Because I'm going to make it really awkward. Mm. Here we go, folks. Long time Hillary Clinton aide. Uma Abedin, 47, is reportedly now dating billionaire George Soros' son, 38-year-old Alex Soros. Nothing to see here. Abedin was previously married to Anthony Weiner. Abedin split up with her pedophile husband after he was busted for having an online sexual relationship with a 15-year-old high school girl. Weiner was about 50 years old at the time. All right bro. Bro. Okay. Now his choice to date an older woman, I'm going to respect that as simply that's a matter of preference. Okay. That's a matter of preference. And I'm not going to say anything derogatory about it. It's probably, it's not something that I would opt for, but I it's cool, like I get it. Everybody has different different strokes for different folks. Or maybe it just doesn't matter. You're like, oh, I don't care. We're only about you know whatever fucking nine years apart. So I'm not gonna judge that choice. But having a serious relationship with Anthony Weiner's leftovers, with his sloppy seconds, and the thing is, she is a fucking hoe. She fucked so. She fucked that Bradley Cooper. Are you kidding me? She was fucking Bradley Cooper for a while. Silver Linings Playbook guy. All right, listen. You're 38 years old. Your dad is a supervillain who's mega rich. And the best you could pull was this frail, worn out piece of ass. Are you kidding me? What? What the fuck does Huma Abedin got going on that we don't know about? Like, what is going on? I mean, is it just, is it strong-ass head game? Is there something else we don't know about? How is this even possible? If my dad is a supervillain with billions of dollars who's on the verge of croaking... I, I would not be dating Anthony fucking Weiner's ex. I mean, gross, dude. Gross. Now, yes, there's rumors about Hillary. I'm not even mentioning that. I'm sticking with what I know. What I know is Uma Abedin is a busted piece of ass who 100% was getting fucking plowed by Anthony Weiner and Bradley Cooper at different points. fucking nasty ugh. like how low is your self-esteem bro you kidding me you guys are pretty conspiratorial i don't think it's that i i don't think it's that i think there's there's too many conspiracies i think it's it's uh i don't know if we've ever seen his mother because george probably had her disappeared or something so he probably has a mommy complex She was willing to change his diety. She's like, I'll change your diaper. I don't care. I'm into that kind of thing. Anthony Weiner was in the same things. He's like, oh, okay. I think that's the extent of it. It's not arranged marriage. Oh, she's the handler. Why the fuck would he need a handler? Like his dad is the superest of supervillains. Ugh. just gross. Anyway, funny story there. Yeah, I just thought that was pretty funny. All right, what else do I got here? I got a bunch of other news stories. I got news I'm supposed to talk about. This was pretty funny if you didn't read this. Doesn't mention us because nobody wants to say my name because they're terrified of me and they should be. And they don't want to say the Dilly Meme team's name because they're terrified of them. But... It was the MAGA campaign against DeSantis' image image, organized and driven by platforms like Twitter that produced the overwhelming body of ridicule that eventually undermined his standing with the Republican voters. While the average GOP voter may not be closely following every video and tweet produced by Trump influencers, they may have seen at least a few of the unflattering images and memes that migrate over from Twitter to Facebook, a platform used by a high proportion of Republican voters. And it's more than likely that they saw the souring coverage of DeSantis on platforms like Fox News, a development driven in part by the Twitter cycle's influence on the race. Yeah, this guy used to write. uh, He was a speechwriter for DeSantis. He worked for him. This person actually understands what we did. Doesn't want to say our names because I think we destroyed this person also publicly, which is funny. But I'm telling you right now, Um, we understood the environment, DeSantis didn't, and we destroyed him, and it felt fucking good, so fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Which brings us to this little fucking cuck, okay? I'm sorry, but this, this fucking, uh, absolute soy boy, in my mind, has, he, he looks like he's gonna have a problem later. This is not... That's, that's a problem. One Haley who isn't afraid to let insults fly is Nikki Haley's 22-year-old son, Nalen. He's hit that campaign trail and is taking shots at his mother's political attackers. Oh, kid. I understand. I get it. You don't know who your real dad is. You were conceived in the back of a Cadillac SRX with one of several gentlemen. Now the whole world knows it. You're out here. You're scrawny. You're fucking... You're, you're cheesy looking. Your mom is a straight hoe. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. This is... uh, This is the kind of kid... Look, we're, we're going to do to this little fucker what we did to DeSantis. The difference is he might go shoot up a Starbucks for it. And... Uh, I'm just telling you, he's already got that look. That fucked look. This kid... Is fucked seven ways from Sunday. You wanted smoke, though, kid? Look, even that goofy, weird-looking bitch in the back knows you're a creepy. Look at this fucking kid. You don't have any idea who your dad is. None. Not even a little bit of a chance. And you know it. And you fucking know it. And not only that, the guy who had to play your father for the last 22 years just went back to the Middle East because he didn't want to stick around and deal with your bitch mom. This is not the face of a well person. This kid is out here making his jokes. He tried insulting uh, Tim Scott. He's got the the weakest fucking insults I've ever heard. Yeah, this kid knows. He knows his dad's not his dad. And he's super pissed off that the Dilly meme team keeps highlighting what a dirty slut his mom is. How could they say this about my mom? Well, one of the s- several Johns that railed her in the back of the uh, Cadillac uh, has come forth to ca- clarify what version, uh, of what what type of vehicle it was. So there's that. Yeah, this kid has no clue who his dad is. None. The fact that she's letting him speak at campaign events says a lot about the seriousness of her campaign too. Imagine trusting your 22-year-old twink bastard son to be like, oh, he's going to totally introduce me. He's going to get on the campaign trail. And do what? And do what? To go up there and defend you by trying to make shitty jokes about other people who know who their fathers are? Hmm? Yeah, that's a bad look. Nikki Haley... Also, it tells you a lot about her maternal skills. The fact that she's letting this kid take the gunfire for her—is that the most Nikki Haley shit ever? Using your own son as a fucking uh, vest in, uh, you know, from from all the attacks. Can you think of a more Nikki Haley thing to do than using your own flesh and blood as a real life fucking flak jacket? She's like, they're not calling me a whore to my face. They're calling me a whore to my son's face. It's better. It's better. That guy's a problem. That guy's a problem. They need, what we need is the, uh, we need local PD to follow him around and figure out if he's got some, where he's dumping bodies. I don't know what to tell you. Where is that kid dumping bodies? Because he's got the look. He's got the look. What do serial killers have in common? Randy? What, are we having? what do they all have in common? Hmm? They usually have mommy issues, right? Mommy's a little too promiscuous. Doing shit in front of them. Start out torturing animals and shit. Grow their hair all weird like that. Eventually, start dumping bodies. Just saying. You better follow him around in that little piece of shit Beamer he drives. See where he's dumping the fucking hookers. I've seen the same shows you have. What's this one? Hey, I have another meme. You guys want to see a meme? I don't know what it is. It says Machiavelli memes made it, though, so there's potential there. This could be something really good. Or it just might be benign. I don't know. Let's see what we made. Here we go.
5: Let's indict the motherfucker. Let's indict. let <laughs>
0: G-P-O-P-P-A No info for the P-E-A Federal agents mad Cause I played with tap and the phone in the basement. My tears the stay clean. Triple beam, never for dream. I'll be that catch a seat at all events, vent. Gats in holsters, girls on shoulders. Like what? I told ya, me and Mike to me. Cruise too much. I lose too much. Step on stage, the girls boo too much. I guess it's nothing on the lane, do too much. Me lose my touch, never that. If I did, ain't no problem. And get the gap. We're the truth players that. Boy, your roadies in the sky, waving side to side, and keep your hands high. All I hear, you're a eye. Play your girl or I. Player, please, lyrically, nigga C, BLG, Flossin, Jig on the cover of Fortune, five double low. Take my phone number, you're in, I got the nose, I got the dough, got the flow down, Pizzack, Black and Plus, like Pizzack, Dangerous, on Trizack, be your ass Pizzack.
1: Good job, Mac. Hey, what's this? What'd you guys send me? I never know what anything is on these kind of days. What's this?
2: Oh, what a delightful day, and That's fire! Just fire! Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm hit! I'm hit! <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Who made that? That's not nice. We're not memeing him. You can't meme. You can't meme him.
2: Oh, what the life of day? It's just fire. Just fire. Ah! Oh, I'm here. I'm here.
1: <laughs> it doesn't ever get old. It never gets old. It's. It never gets old. Holy fuck, dude. It. It never gets old. I don't even know what to say about this, dude. Fuck. Who made that? Was that Devil Dog? Who made that? It never gets old. I don't know how that... That's going to be funny forever. Anytime I play that clip, it will always be funny. Bro yelled out, I'm hit. The acorn got him.
2: Oh, double Dumbledog, <laughs> you're such a dick. Oh, what a delight, Bob Thay, and it's dead. Touch fire! Just fire! Oh, I'm here, I'm here. Oh, what a delight, Bob Thay, and it's dead. Touch fire! Just fire! Oh, I'm here, I'm here. Oh, what a delight, Bob Thay, and it's <laughs> dead. Just fire! Oh I'm it! I'm here!
1: Oh. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god. Oh my god. I I just can't this fucking dude. I did that one yesterday, and I I literally didn't want to stop talking about it because it was the funniest fucking thing in the world. (sighs) Holy shit, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so bad. All right, what else do I got here? Oh, yeah. Everybody keeps asking me to talk about this, but what do you want me to say? Like, okay. It's buried in the news. Okay, listen. All right, I'll do it. Fine, it's buried in the news. Here you go. Brittany Mahomes, quote, Super Bowl wins will never be the same after parade shooting. Okay. um, What do you want to know? Migrants with weapons who are gangbanging start shooting up a crowd or shooting at each other. Like, I don't know why I have to cover this. You're like, Oh, I hope he talks about the Super Bowl. Why is he talking about it? Why is he talking about the parade? What do you want me to say? Ghetto pieces of shit do ghetto piece of shit things, especially when they're in the country illegally. What do you think? There's a conspiracy. I have to talk about it. Give me a fucking break. I just don't even feel like. What, what do you want me to say? All right, it's like saying water is wet. You want me to come on every day and remind you? Hey guys, water's still wet. Fucking illegal aliens are still killing Americans. I mean, what do you want me to say? Oh, I can't wait for Dilly's pers- perspective on this. My perspective is stay out of la- large crowds where uh, l- where fucking illegal aliens have been dumped. Also, and and maybe it's just an an era like an age thing. I'll be honest with you guys. I've never understood the appeal of the championship parade okay i've rooted for teams that have won championships i don't understand the appeal i would never do that i don't know what the appeal is i've never understood it i've never seen a championship parade not go sideways they're always burning shit down and people are fucking hammered drunk and beating the shit out of each other just don't go what what do you want me to say this doesn't change NFL championship parades forever? You cut fucking kidding me? Do we not remember what happened in Los Angeles when the Rams won it? Like they weren't fucking shooting each other there? The Eagles in 2018 or whatever the fuck it was? Championship parades like the most gay ass thing I've ever seen. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't understand. It's sports I get. I'm a sports fan. I like watching competitive sports. I like watching strategy and I like fucking organized violence. I like sports. I love football. Football is my numero uno passion over everything else when it comes to, you know, stuff. I love football. I would have been a football coach if I could have. I tried to be a football coach years ago. I was this close to becoming a football scout uh, in 2008, before the economy collapsed, and I lost my dream job, that close, I had a hookup that worked for the 49ers, and they were open to hiring me as a scout, entry level job, I was like, I don't give a fuck, I'm good at noticing things, I'm I'm a very observant person, let me, I can do this, and then the, uh, the fucking, stock market collapsed, and then they started actually cutting jobs, and that was it, Never never sniffed it again, so I love sports, I love football, I love, Competition, I like everything that goes into it. I don't understand championship parades. When was the last time the NBA had an NBA champion that didn't have riots and shootings at their fucking championship parade? Huh? I don't get it. I've never understood the appeal of going to events where there's large quantities of drunk retards either. Like, I leave early from most concerts and sporting events because I don't want to deal with drunk retards. Like, you're just asking to get into trouble. I don't know. Maybe I'm the weird one. I don't know. Anyway, that's my Super Bowl comment. Didn't really have much else to add. What's this? Is this a meme? Am I about to play a meme? I don't know what this is.
5: We have seen the beauty of America's soul and the steel in America's spine. Each test has forged new American heroes to remind us who we are and show us what we can be.
2: Tonight it's very clear as we above There's so many things I want to say. I will always love you. I would never leave you alone. Sometimes I just forget, say things I might regret. It breaks my heart to see.
5: Who we are this is what we believe and these are the values that will guide us as we strive to build an even better and greater Destiny is in our sights, America's heroes are embedded in our hearts, America's future is in our hands, and ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come.
1: There you go. Nice. Trump campaign made that? The Trump campaign made that one. That was good. Solid. You know, what's cool. You know, it's cool. All that's real. All that's real. It Trump posted it, right? Yeah, he killed that. Here's what I got to tell you. All of that is 100% real. Um, very early on in the campaign, like we're talking one month in, I started developing a relationship with some of the low-level staffers. And even at the lowest levels, they were like, it's all about saving America. And they they would tell me, well, it's just like the boss always says, and they would repeat things that he's saying. And it's fun because the stuff he tells them privately and the passion he's fighting for for this country is the same kind of stuff he'll tell you guys publicly. So it's the same both ways. I just want you to know that. Like, I want you to know that as somebody who's been privy to things that a lot of people haven't, it's been consistent since he announced in 2022. I was there when he announced, I was in contact with the campaign within a matter of weeks. And I've been like, you know, slowly developing that relationship ever since. And now obviously we, I have great relationships and so does my team with a lot of the senior team. But I'm telling you, that's the way they talk privately. Like we we talk privately that way about America. So, like, when you're talking to staff, we're like, okay, what do we got to do to save this country? What do we got to do? Well, it's all about—and one of the things I remember, it sticks out in my mind, one of the uh, staff members, she was telling me, she's like, well, just like the boss says, it's all about the people. Whatever we can do to help the people. It's one of the reasons that they mo like they wanted to take care of all the volunteers. They they tried to take care of volunteers as much as possible. Why do you think, like, once they understood what the show is, and they understood my my audience, you guys— and they understood who the memers were why do you think everything is a green light actually do you guys want to know a, another little inside uh this actually just happened this weekend I'll, I'll share i don't think she'd mind me telling you the story is, is are lisa and john from caleb here can i tell the story about when you met trump this weekend I think the, I think the meme team will appreciate this more than anything. Randy almost cried last night over dinner when I told her this story. Can I tell the story real quick? I think I think Lisa and John are here. Where are you guys at? Are they over on Rumble? Are they on D live? Okay, Lisa says yes, yeah, she's on Rumble today. All right, so uh, last weekend, Lisa and John Hood, our sponsors from k met President Trump for the very first time. And they were able to take a picture with him. And he was very gracious, as he always is. Meme team, listen up. So, as they're meeting him, um, he's, he's gracious. He says, you know, hello. They introduce themselves. He thanks them. But it's fairly standard. Let's put it that way. Okay. It's not, there's nothing unique at this point that's jumping out right away until John shakes his hand and says, we're here on behalf and representing the Dilly Meme team. And Lisa said his entire demeanor changed. he, He completely lit up. She said his whole vibe changed. She said he got, he went from being very like gracious and polite to extremely chatty. First thing he said was, you guys are... You guys are doing amazing work. You're doing absolutely incredible work. And then he says, did you see that crowd out there? Did you see the crowd out there? Cause it's a big crowd from last weekend. And they said, yes, Mr. President, we did. And he said, that's because of all of you and all the work you've done. He said, that crowd is that is that big because of the work you did. Cause he thought that John was part of the Dilly Meme team. Soon as he found out he was, he lit up, she said he got he went from being very like, oh, it's very nice to meet you. Okay, let's take our picture too. Instantly chatty. And then he wanted to make sure he gave credit and said, that crowd is because of you. You guys did that. And I thought that was pretty cool. But that's how he is. That's how he is. Wait, wait until he meets Lauren Eve and Hogg this weekend. Well, Lauren Eve mostly. <laughs> He's gonna be like, you the guy that kills the girl dears? <laughs> Trump's going to look at Hogman and be like, wait a minute. You murder the, you murder the girl dears, don't you? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set it up. It's going to be great. I'm sorry. I can't be seen with you. When he finds out, when he finds out that Lauren made the God made Trump video with her friends and that she was one of the people that helped did all the visuals and stuff with Devil Dog and Bad Karma... Yeah. Oh, this this weekend's going to be a special one for the Dilly Meme team. <laughs> Mike, that was the meanest thing you've ever said in my chat. Mike just said the meanest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Mike, you're a dick. I don't know if Hogman even seen it. The meanest thing anybody has ever said in my chat was just said right now. oh my god yeah so this weekend will be special um i'll make sure the team knows well in advance so while we're talking about this team they're incredible people i'm serious you guys um we've been privy to doing some pretty fun stuff uh, things that one day we'll tell you about. Once once the boss is back in the White House, there's going to be so many stories that Mike and I plan on telling you guys on American Late Night. You guys are going to be like, what in the absolute shit? Yeah, you're going to be stunned. Some of the stories are incredible. But one guy that uh, I think we want to talk about a little bit is uh, a gentleman that I think we all at the Dilly Meme team consider a friend. I know I consider him a friend. Um, dude's a badass. He's a fucking hoss. Um, I was impressed with him. The, the uh, I've been, been impressed with his work for some time, but meeting him and, and uh, like his energy and getting to know him is one of my favorite people uh, on the Trump campaign. Trump has made retribution a centerpiece of his campaign and Good's uh, disloyalty didn't go unnoticed. Quote, Bob Good won't be electable when we get done with him. End quote. Lasavita said in a text to a local reporter, Virginia politicos who know Lasavita didn't see the message as posturing. Quote, I've never known Chris Lasavita to make an empty threat. End quote. Tweeted University of Virginia political science professor Larry Sabato. Chris won a Purple Heart in the Persian Gulf War. Just saying. Just saying. <clears throat> this is one of my favorite people in the campaign he is a fucking hoss okay he's a big boy he ain't he ain't afraid of shit he is all gas no brakes he's a gentleman but you can tell he's got that edge to him i don't know if anybody has ever given me a bigger fucking bear hug than chris Lasavitas. that's what I'll, I'll leave it at that same with mike He was, he is a, he is a big human being with big energy. And he was like, fuck yeah. Maybe not like that, but I mean, his energy was saying that. 2024 shaped up to be very different. Donald Trump is a movement, explains former rep Tom Davis. That's how he won this thing originally, but it was kind of ragtag. This time he has everything going for him. He has a huge disciplined ground operation, a coordinated uh, message operation a lot of that davis suspects can be credited credited to la whom he's known for decades from virginia politics he's the kind of guy that trump listens to outside of the family and can take control like most aspiring strongmen trump has a thing for military people which makes la a perfect fit the operative enlisted in the marines after graduating from virginia commonwealth university in 1991 and soon deployed to the Gulf War where he was wounded by shrapnel in the face. He's a hoss. Um, I, I'm not able to go into details, uh, but I'll tell you this. We instantly hit it off with him the, the, the time that we met him and hung out. Instantly. Instantly hit it off with him. You want to talk about kindred spirits. That guy... Is about as based as it gets. He is. uh, He was an. He was a absolutely passionate guy. Fired the fuck up. uh, High energy. um, Big energy. Funny. No nonsense. Uh, He's a marine. Yeah, he was a fucking marine. Like by every measure, he's a marine. Um, And. The left is panicking right now, you guys, because I want you to understand why there's panic, even the Rhino establishment. So now, given what I just told you, okay, and this guy is a super fan, okay, he loves the memes, he loves the fucking, the the more uh, just relentless and, and just nonstop and fucking just, he appreciates this level of savagery, okay? Now, given what I just told you, here's what's coming down the pipeline, La would sign off on key spending decisions, including which vendors the RNC chooses for mailings, polling, and TV ads. La and fellow Trump senior advisor Susie Wiles are expected to make budget recommendations for both the RNC and the Trump campaign. Between the campaign, the RNC, and supporting GOP committees, it's expected to amount to a billion-plus enterprise. Chris is about to be in charge, basically, of all spending at the GOP. This is what they're in the process of removing Rona McDaniel for. If Rona is removed and Trump's guy is installed, Chris Lasavita is expected to take over the role of handling the money. This is like, you want to talk about hijacking the Republican Party? This is the finish em move. This is the fucking uh, stone-cold stunner on the GOP. He's also told reporters just before the Iowa caucus last month that the collector's edition caucus training book and gold embroidered hats for volunteers cost us a damn fortune. But he added that shit matters to our operation. And that's run by volunteers. It's about creating this team atmosphere. The we're all in it together kind of thing. La was described by operatives who have worked with him as a bulldog. Easy to work with unless you're a bullshitting. Unless you're bullshitting. This is probably why we liked one another so much. We hit it off instantly because... No bullshit. No veneer. He fucking loved McGillifornia. They hit it off instantly. I was like, I could talk to this dude for hours. No nonsense, straightforward kind of guy. His campaign history includes leading the Swift Boat Veterans for Truth campaign, which in 2004 questioned Democratic nominee John Kerry's Vietnam war record. Uh, It didn't just question John Kerry's war record. It finished John Kerry's presidential campaign. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. He's got an all-star team and they're expanding into the RNC. If, if President Trump's takeover of the RNC is successful, it's gonna change the entire election, not just this year, but the midterms in 2026 and beyond. This is how you actually fucking win. Because we're this close to Trump's people, including Laura Trump, joining the RNC in all senior positions. I feel like you guys don't maybe fully grasp. This is where you start being able to actually vet the shit out of congressmen, vet the shit out of Senate candidates, vet the shit out of gubernatorial candidates. This is where you actually start we take over everything where it isn't just donald trump and a bunch of fucking uh scumbag you know rhinos in in uh congress all of a sudden you're making and this is how you you take the party over completely chris lassovinas they're afraid of him understand and there's you should fucking be if you've met the guy you should be scared of that fucking guy. He's intense. And he's a big dude and he is a he's relentless. He is fucking relentless. He's a house, okay? And so I can understand why they're nervous because if he gets the keys to the kingdom financially with Laura Trump and then Trump's guy at the top of that food chain fundraising 2024 and beyond is going to be so much fun i'll leave it at that you will be able to donate to the party again and feel confident about where the money's going you understand all of a sudden the money goes in and you're getting results and you're like wait a minute we're getting some great fucking candidates like who are these people who are these fucking people all of a sudden all the candidates are running they got memes and shit flying all over the place. There's great fucking branding, marketing, great voting, great fucking bills, spending bills coming across the desk. I'm just telling you. This story was one of the biggest stories that went under the radar um, this week. And uh, I'm I'm still pumped about it. You know, I'm excited. The potential is there for a very, very big take, take over of the RNC. And I believe they're going to be successful. I believe they're going to be successful. They have the right team to do it. Could be exciting. Very exciting. Now for that throwback that Trevi wanted me to play.
0: The poorest way to face life is to face it with a sneer. There are many men who feel a kind of twisted pride in cynicism. There are many who confine themselves to criticism of the way others do what they themselves dare not even attempt. There is no more unhealthy being, no man less worthy of respect, than he who either really holds or feigns to hold. An attitude of sneering disbelief toward all that is great and lofty whether an achievement or in that noble effort which even if it fails comes to second achievement it is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat.
1: Good one, huh? Trevor killed that thing. Good job. Thank you, Magical Trevor. Ah. Big things popping. I tell you what. Um, all right, here's a couple of, here's uh, here's the George Soros story. You guys thought I was joking. What a fucking shit weasel. God. Dude, how, how is he still alive? I just can't. I don't even know. Look at his fucking face, dude. Look, dude, I've seen this before. That's the Feinstein. I've seen that. How? how dude i don't know holy shit all right but uh here's what you need to know soros fund is poised to take control of the nation's second largest chain of radio stations uh-oh sebastian Golka better get a new job whoopsie i'm sure he has a massive dedicated audience that'll follow follow him anywhere though right I'm sure it'll be fine. No big deal. No big deal. Hey, do you guys know that uh, shoplifting in New York City is more uh, jumped sixty four percent more than any other city in the past four years? Wow. Wow. Imagine living in New York City. It to me right now it seems like living in New York City would be like living in prison. Like I, you know, I just got tired of living in a free world with like less criminals. I just wanted to try out and see how I deal in, like, San Quentin. I just thought, you know what? What the hell? What's Rikers like, you know? I just, you know, it's fine. I figure if my kids can make it here, they can make it anywhere, right? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, they're in a gang, but, I mean, it's fine. It's, like, it's a great way to make friends. Me and my wife don't really have time to raise them anyway because we're working nonstop to cover the rent, so uh, it's fine. I mean, at least they've got a group of people they're together with, and, and they seem to all like the same things. I pretend New York City doesn't exist. Like in my regular life, I'm like, why does it even? No, no one cares about that place. Shithole. Shithole. I think it's a snow covered shithole right now, which makes it even more unappealing to me. Well, oh, thanks. I'm good. Speaking of shoplifting, Apple Vision Pro users are returning the $3,500 headsets, saying they cause extreme headaches, motion sickness, like a torture session. If you're fucking dumb enough to buy these gay ass fucking goggles, you deserve all of the epilepsy they give you. Okay. Are you kidding me? Dude, when was the last time Google or Apple rather introduced a new product that didn't suck balls? Name the last time Apple released a product where they were like, wow, that's a home run. Can you name a new product? Like where you went, oh man, that thing is gonna fucking wow, that's gonna change. Really? I mean, I think what, the the people like the Apple Watch, I guess? The iPod? The iPhone? I mean, seriously, I I Steve Jobs died, and then Apple was like. Well, what what ideas did he leave in that notepad? They're like, these ones, and like, was he going to do them? They're like, I don't know. Let's try to make them. And they've been working on that same notepad for like 15 years. Their phones don't, you can't even hear people talking. If you're talking to somebody on an iPhone, you always know, because you're on the phone with them, and you're like, like, I can't understand what the fuck you're saying. I own a Apple, like my my uh, broadcast computer is an Apple and I have no complaints because I only use it for one thing, right? It's a gigantic fucking desktop and it works. I have an Apple laptop because I need it to be the same as my desktop because it's confusing if I don't. So I've got like, they're probably three most expensive products, right? I have the fucking Apple Mac pro i've got a macbook pro down there and then i've got an ipad pro right i have their most three most expensive products that they make and i use them for like exclusively one thing this show but i i don't understand the rest of their crap the goggles took how long to make they've been trying to figure out how to make a car for like fucking 20 years that's not working out Yeah, so... Yeah, a gaming PC probably would have done the same thing, but I don't care. I don't give a shit. Sir Robert just heard an acorn drop. He's freaking out. Yeah, like, I use this computer, and... In full disclosure, it's awesome. Like, this thing's rock-fucking-solid. Um, I've had plenty of issues with PCs in the past. This thing is just I don't ever have to worry about it. It always works. If it doesn't work, it's because the software's having a problem, not the computer itself. So Yeah, you guys heard Bob? Shots fired. Shots fired. It's you he was barking at, smartass. Here you go.
2: Oh, what a delight. day it is. That's fire.
1: fire.
2: fire! Ah! Yeah!
1: I'm here. We're, we're never going to not play that video. <laughs> oh, it's too funny. Yeah. No issues with my computers. You guys can talk all the shit you want. I don't care. Like, if you did what I do, you'd understand it. You can't, I don't have any time for doing security updates. I don't have time for viruses. I just need the goddamn thing to work. And it always does. So, yeah. It works for what I do for broadcasting. For broadcasting, in my opinion, for media, uh, it's the best you can get. He was barking at an acorn, Randy says. She was so upset. I don't even care. It's okay. That was an acorn. An acorn took out that cop, and he he unloaded on a crowd of children. That's how that, that's what it looked like, I think. Okay, guys. um, Tomorrow is Friday, which means you need to get in your um, Friday Q&A questions. I've got some pretty cool stuff that we're going to talk about. Uh, We've got exciting things happening. Certainly, Saturday is a big deal. But tomorrow, if you guys have any questions, I'd love to answer them. Anything, I don't even care if it's, we, I'm going to I'm gonna actually share a, a testimonial regarding some advice I had given. So hopefully, if you guys have business questions, you'll ask those tomorrow. Personal questions, um, you know, whatever you got for me, throw it at me. You can email it over, and I'll do my best to answer for you guys. But uh, I'm going to get ready. I have a 3 o'clock appointment now to be on with uh, Pastor Daryl Scott. So that should be fun. And that will be uh, aired on Saturday night on his SmackDown show. So that should be good. All right. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, And I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. See you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. I'm not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not gonna get calmer as years go by. We're gonna get more fired up. We're gonna want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not, is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech not a fucking thing the left can do about it we're not going away this is only the beginning globalism was a failed idea that was the george bush era republican rhino sellout scumbag globalist approach to things this is a new america this is a new america that resembles the old america except for with a lot more wisdom and you're just gonna have to get used to it lefties we're not going anywhere